Good morning and welcome to Sunday School at Second Baptist Church. I'm glad you could be with me this morning. Um, before I forget to say it at the end, um, this this will be the last Sunday School uh, for this year, um, which will air on the 19th of December, and then the next Sunday will be the... Um, 26th, I believe I'm saying that correctly, and so we we won't do a lesson that day, for that day because of the Christmas week, and then the next Sunday then will be um, the new year, and we're going to begin a study on Daniel and Ezekiel, Ezekiel first and then Daniel, so if you get the... Um, chance or would like to get a copy of the Sunday School book, you can come by the church and those will be in the hall um, on a cart and you can get a copy of that book for the next semester or the next uh, quarter and go ahead and, you know, look ahead. But if you don't come by the church, then just begin to read in Ezekiel and we'll, we'll begin there. Um, on the next lesson. So the one of the reasons that I'm not doing uh, a lesson next week is because um, the book there was a little a little mix up in the pages of the book and they only have one lesson on Philemon. I thought there were going to be several lessons on Philemon. That's what it said in the beginning of the book, but then when it got back to the end, there's just the one lesson, and so. Um, I'm not sure what every other Sunday school teacher in, in the convention is doing, but we're going to just do it this way, and um, it should be fine. So I'll wish you a Merry Christmas um, in advance, since I won't see you again until after Christmas. But today we're going to um, then take a look at the letter to Philemon. And Philemon, the letter is found just before Hebrews in your Bible. So if you don't have a Sunday school book and if you'd like to see it in your Bible, just open to Hebrews and then um, just before that, you're going to see the little letter to Philemon, which is only 22 verses. No, I take it back. 25 verses long. And, um, and it, again, was a letter from Paul. Um, and this time to an individual named Philemon. And so let's go ahead then and get started on it. This letter ties with the, uh, the letter to the Colossians that we just studied. Because in the Colossian letter, <clears throat> in the last... Um, part of that where he was saying goodbye to everyone he mentions Onesimus who is also mentioned in this letter and mentions that he was a brother and he's being sent to them and then in this letter it gets a little bit deeper into Onesimus and so we're going to we're going to focus on the relationship and what we can know about it from this letter and um and study through it. So it begins by saying, uh, Paul referring to himself in, in verse 1, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, 
to Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker, and to Aphia, our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is writing uh, particularly to Philemon. It is, um, Paul refers to himself as a prisoner, uh, you know, as we have known. And uh, he also addresses it not only to Philemon, but also to these two other people, Appia and Archippus, who may have been members of his family. They may have been members of the church. Uh, they could have been married to each other. There's all, you know, there's all kinds of speculation. No one really knows what the relationship was of these people, except that they were believers, and they're referred to in that way as being a sister and a fellow worker, you know, um, fellow soldier. So we know that they were a part of the church that meets in Philemon's house. You know. <clears throat> A house uh, may have been a house like we think of it as a building, and it, I'm sure it did have, you know, buildings in it, but there also would likely have been a large courtyard within the house in the middle of the rooms, and so it's possible that the church met in the courtyard. It's possible that they met in a room. You know, we don't know, but it was a house church, um, which is the way a lot of churches get started around the world and even in America sometimes they begin in a house and then later you know that as they are established they become they build their own building and become fully what we might identify as a church so this this church was meeting in a house and so now he goes on to uh, in verses four to six to just say, I thank God for you and how you have um, you have always encouraged us and how you love the saints and um, things like that. So we're going to, I'll just skip over those verses. And then we're going to get to verse 8. So let's read verses 8 to 10. Therefore, so because of, you know, how you have worked, in the gospel and to to encourage and refresh the brethren and such as that. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, since I am such a person as Paul the aged and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my imprisonment. So the purpose for this for this being written apparently is to appeal to Philemon regarding Onesimus. And you know, Paul, we've talked about this before, but in you know, in the first part of this, he says, I have the I have confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper. You know, that that, that um, always bothers me just a little bit because it, it makes me uncomfortable when I see someone in Christian work who feels that they have 
great authority over others. I don't know. I, I just, I guess I just try to have a more humble attitude than that. But, you know, back in the day when this was written, uh, that may have been completely culturally acceptable and, um, and all of that. I'm sure it was, you know. And so, uh, Paul then says, I'm appealing for my child Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my imprisonment. Now, he's not begotten Onesimus in the sense of Paul was married and this is his child. It's not that. So, we, you know, it seems that Onesimus had become Paul's child in the sense of he had received the gospel under Paul. And so he was his child in the faith um, and had been there with him. But now there's something more going on with Onesimus. And um, let's look and see if we can figure it out. So in verses 11 and 12, it says, uh, it's continuing that sentence, who formerly was useless to you, but now is useful both to you and to me. I have sent him back to you in person. That is sending my very heart. So he refers to him as having formerly been useless to Philemon. Now, we don't know how Onesimus came to Paul. Um, you know, our book seems to indicate that he was a runaway slave. You know, I, I don't know if I agree with that, because if he was going to run away, why would he run to Paul? You know, why wouldn't he just run away? And so it, then it makes me think that perhaps he was sent to Paul um, because Philemon had said, well, he's of no use to me. He's, he's driving me crazy. He's not doing a good job or whatever. I'm just going to send him to you, Paul, and you can get what you can out of him. You know, he was obviously a slave uh, if he can be sent like that, but um, but in the meantime then, as he was with Paul, he has received the gospel and a change has come over him. And so Paul says, he was formerly useless to you, but now is useful both to you and to me. So we don't know exactly, did he run away? Did, did he run to Paul? You know, did someone find him and take him to Paul? There's all kind of things there that happened that we don't exactly know. Um, so we're just, we'll just speculate on that. Okay, let's look at verses um, 13 and 14 then. Whom, now he's still referring to Onesimus, whom I wished to keep with me so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But without your consent, I did not want to do anything so that your goodness would not be in effect by compulsion, but of your own free will. So in other words, he's saying, I wish I wanted to keep him and let him continue to work for me, but I didn't want to do that without 
sending him back to you first and letting you, I guess, see the change in him and then decide if you want to send him back to me for him to work with me. Uh, great. You know, I'm happy. I would be happy if that were to happen. And so in verses 15 and 16 now, for perhaps he was for this reason separated from you for a while that you would have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So, you know, Paul, Paul's saying maybe this was the reason that all of this happened, so that Onesimus could become a Christian and then come back to you forever. Uh, maybe that's, that's the reason. Um, but then he again reiterates, you know, that he's very special to me, to me, Paul. So he's, he's appealing then to Philemon on behalf of Onesimus. Now let's get down to the appeal in verses 17 and 18. If then you regard me a partner, accept him as you would me. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. So now Paul is, you know, again, the book, you know, mentions that perhaps he ran away and took things when he ran away. I mean, it, and it's possible. It's also possible that he, you know, had done something wrong and that was why he was sent away. And then, uh, you know, if there's anything owing, then Paul says, um, I'll pay it back. And also he, he says, accept him if you would, as you would accept me. Um, if you regard me as a partner, accept him as you would me. So Paul is trying to reconcile the relationship um, or the situation between Philemon and Onesimus and for Philemon to treat him kindly when he comes back and accept him back. Um, and then in verses 19 to 21, I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it talking about anything that Onesimus owes, I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe to me your even your own self as well. Yes, brother, let me benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. So, you know, Paul probably had a, a secretary or someone that wrote down these letters as he said the words. But then on this part in verse 19, I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. So he, he took the scroll away or whatever it was, and he's writing this particular part with his own hand. And he's saying, uh, you know, I'm saying here in my own hand, I will repay anything that's owed. And, um, and he, you know, again, he appeals to Philemon on the, on the basis of you owe me your own self, basically because he had become a Christian through the influence of Paul or the teaching of Paul. And so he has that life debt towards Paul in that way. So Paul is 
you know, calling in the 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 dead, I guess you might say, on on this um, idea of having Onesimus back. And um, then he, you know, he's asking me, I mean, I'm sorry, asking um, Philemon to do uh, even more than what Paul is saying. So, you know, Philemon was probably a very wealthy person who had encouraged and supported the church at times, you know, in the work of Paul, maybe sending him money or sending him um, goods or food or whatever. And so he's, you know, he's putting that in there that, hey, you know, anything you can do, please do it. Um, and then he goes on from there. Now, that's where our book ends, but he goes on from there through the rest of it, asking um, Philemon to prepare me a, in, in verse 22. At the same time, also, prepare me a lodging, for I hope that through your prayers I will be given to you. So he's hoping that the authorities who have him as a prisoner will somehow transfer him to the care of Philemon and that he can stay in that lodging that Philemon prepares for him. Um, and then at the end, he's just giving greetings from the others who are there with him. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus. Uh, Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, and my fellow workers. So that's kind of the end of the letter. So, you know, the point of this letter was to send Onesimus back. And he had already said in the letter to the Colossians that he was sending Onesimus back. But apparently Philemon is who Onesimus belonged to. And so Paul has written this personal letter to Philemon about um, everything that has transpired with Onesimus. So we'll tie that together with the previous things that we've studied and we'll end it there. And then... Like I said, the next time we get together, which will be uh, right after the new year, we'll begin to study in the book of Ezekiel. And that should be interesting to go back and study Ezekiel and Daniel, those Old Testament books. So I look forward to seeing you then, and I pray that you have a very um, wonderful Christmas with family and friends. Mm -hmm.